Good morning, and welcome to SJL Daily. I'm Lisa Bond, and today we're reading 1 Kings 8 and 9, where Solomon has the ark brought to the temple and delivers this long prayer to the Lord. And here's how he ends that prayer, starting in verse 59. Let these words of mine, with which I have pleaded before the Lord, be near to the Lord our God day and night. And may he maintain the cause of his servant and the cause of his people Israel as each day requires, that all the peoples of the earth may know that the Lord is God and there is no other. Let your heart, therefore, be wholly true to the Lord our God, walking in his statutes and keeping his commandments as at this day. And let's jump ahead to chapter 9, verse 6. A warning as to what would happen to them if they didn't believe what Solomon just prayed and went after other gods. This is the Lord speaking when he appeared to Solomon. But if you turn aside from following me, you or your children, and do not keep my commandments and my statutes that I have set before you, but go and serve other gods and worship them, then I will cut off Israel from the land that I have given them, and the house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight, and Israel will become a proverb and a byword among the peoples. And this house will become a heap of ruins, Everyone passing by it will be astonished and will hiss, and they will say, Why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house? Then they will say, Because they abandoned the Lord their God, who brought their fathers out of the land of Egypt and laid hold of other gods and worshipped them and served them. Therefore the Lord has brought all this disaster on them. This is the word of the Lord. Now, the concept of worshiping other gods is certainly not a new one, and every now and then we talk about how it relates to us in 2023. God always commands that we worship him and him alone, and it's not because he's an egomaniac. It's because he is the best, most beautiful, and truest person who is and has ever been, and worshiping him is not only the right thing to do, but it's the best and only reasonable thing to do because any other option than that will be not just a mistake or a lack of judgment, but sin. God knows what is best for us, and what will satisfy us completely is Him, not ourselves and our own ideas of what is true and good. See, it doesn't matter if you personally believe the gospel to be true or not, and let me explain that, whether it fits into your box of things that work in your life. It is true. God speaks only truth. But we are truth-challenged in our culture, are we not? We say, well, that's your truth, or she's going to speak her truth. God says, the Lord is God, and there is no other. He doesn't say, you can believe this if you feel like it, or that's one choice among many, so at least choose something. We know that we will choose something, and that something must be the Lord, because any other choice will lead us down a path of destruction and pain, as we just read in chapter 9. There are consequences for wanting to find your own truth. The staff is reading a book entitled Disappearing Church by Mark Sayers. It's a fascinating glimpse into past and current culture, and it speaks to the gods of our present age. Or maybe I should say God's singular, because that God is clearly self. We are told to look inside to find the true you, to get rid of this religion thing because, you know, God would be cramping my style. He's making it difficult for me to run my life the way I want to. Sayers mentions a study where they interviewed thousands of American teenagers, a mix of religious and non-religious in their affiliations, and almost all of them believed in a, quote, 
kind of loose, non-binding belief in a distant God, a belief that does not call the individual to account, but rather believes that the central goal of life is to be happy and to feel good about oneself, end quote. So this leads to what you often hear. I'm spiritual, but I'm not religious. And this doesn't just affect younger people. Sayers notes that if we really believe that truth can be found within and we can save ourselves, quote, the church is not destroyed. Rather, it is emptied of its essential truths, becomes a mere shadow, and eventually disappears, end quote. Solomon's prayer reminds us of the one true God, but as we'll read in chapter 11, he fell victim to wanting to find his own truth in the gods of the women in his life, and the history of Israel took a devastating turn. May we always remember our own sin, our own appetite for what Fleetwood Mac would sing in the, in the 70s, you can go your own way. Well, you can, but in the end it leads to death. Let's pray for a deeper love for God, not just an academic mind that nods to good teaching, but a heart that puts that teaching to work, loving God and loving others enough to not let them go their own way. Let's pray. Father God, increase our love for you and help us to see each and every day that you are God and there is no other. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.